Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Big thanks to our sponsor, 16 Degrees Coaching. Do you feel stuck in your current job? Do you wish you had a career you loved? James, from 16 Degrees Coaching, specialises in working with people like you. He'll help you find clarity in what you want to do next, even when you have no idea yourself, and confidence to move forwards. To see the success James has had in helping others with their careers, and to find out what he can do for you, visit his website, 16degreescoaching.co.uk, to book a free consultation or follow the link on ours. Welcome to the Backstory Podcast. I'm Claire Mutimer. I'm Susie Coulson. This is the story of Harvey and his dad. Harvey's 12 and his dad went into prison when he was seven and came out a couple of years ago. Harvey has a really strong connection with his dad and was heartbroken when he went to prison and has struggled to cope ever since. Today's podcast is about their enduring relationship and the hidden sentence that children go through when their parents are serving time. I used to get sort of um, like pretty sad because I didn't think that it would take like this long for him to get out because... Three years, that doesn't sound like a lot, but it really is. Especially when you're waiting for that day. I met Hannah, Harvey's mum, at her house. Her husband was sweeping the path and candles had been lit in the front room, which she told me was to conceal the smell of their four dogs. Once we'd arranged the four dogs in a set-up in the house where none of them were actively whining or barking, we sat down to chat and record in Hannah's front room. Hannah had three kids with Harvey's dad and another three with her current husband, so Harvey is one of six. Hannah recalls the day she found out Harvey's dad had been arrested and imprisoned. A friend of mine heard it on the radio that he'd been arrested for the crime he'd done um, and then rang me and said you know have you heard from him and I was like hmm no I actually haven't I tried to ring him and his phone went direct to answer phone so then contacted his mum and she said oh yes you know he's in prison but nobody had thought to contact me and I'd got three of his children I was angry and upset how did you turn that around to knowing how to tell the kids 
Well, I actually sat down with my husband and he was like, well, we need to tell them. So he took the younger ones off and I sat down and spoke to them and said, you know, you know, your dad's not been very well. And the older two got me straight away what I was trying to say. And I said, he's, he's done something a bit silly um, and he's been arrested and he's in prison. And the older two didn't at the time seem, they seemed shocked, really. They were kind of, okay, yeah, you know, kind of took it in the stride. I mean, they probably were inside, but they didn't really show it. Harvey was just an emotional wreck. Harvey explains. And she um, was saying um, that, um, I'm sorry, but um, Dad went into prison. Um, Last thing I remember, I was just crying. She found it really upsetting. Yeah. Um, Because I wouldn't be able to see Dad for quite a long time. We wouldn't be able to, like, get up or go anywhere or, like, he wouldn't be able to take us out or anything. He didn't understand. He shouted at me, told me I was lying, that it wasn't true. Um, We tried everything to try and calm him down. Um, And then he kind of turned the corner and then it was like, yay, my dad's in prison. You know, it was kind of like the opposite. And we had to try and sit him down and explain, because he was still young, but we had to try and sit down and explain to him that actually it's not a good thing. You know, he's done something really bad. Um, and then he was worrying, did his dad not care about him? You know, did he not think about him? And is that the reason why it happened? We've been asked not to talk about the offence that Harvey's dad committed. But certainly going into prison hadn't come out of the blue. As Hannah explains, things had been going downhill for a while. Um, he got with a new girlfriend. Um, I'm trying to think now. Harvey was... It's probably a couple of years before he ended up going to prison. And she fell pregnant um, and had a stillbirth um, at about 35 weeks. And he just completely lost the rail, went off the rails totally. Um, He's been in trouble with the police beforehand, before this, but it had all been fine while I was with him. Um, And then this kind of sent him off the rails, really. She left... So then he didn't have her anymore. Um, Then he was diagnosed with drug-induced schizophrenia. Yeah, so it was quite a big thing. He just completely lost it, lost his way completely. Um, And he turned up here a couple of times and I refused to let the boys go because he just... He wasn't right and I didn't want the boys to go with him, especially Harvey, seeing that. They're too impressionable to be, you know, going with somebody that's clearly not quite in their right mind at the time um so yeah and then he gradually stopped visiting you know just completely went off the rails but none of this had stopped harvey from adoring his dad any less he kept thinking of all the good times they'd had in the past sometimes we'd go to the park and go on the spider swing swings and the slides and that or sometimes we'll go to the skate park and um, or watch a film or play football or something. I want to highlight that Harvey may well come across as very emotional in this because he's been through such a tricky time and he also wasn't in a great place because he's struggling with starting secondary school and bullying. However, Harvey is such great fun and I haven't really been able to smuggle any Harvey cheekiness into this podcast yet but he's very good at acting, singing and playing the fool. Here's a bit of rapping 
which is how Harvey expresses a lot of how he's feeling. I don't know how to fly, but I don't know how to breathe, and I feel so cold. My heart went black, I don't know where to start. Everything around me closing in, yet I want to see my dad. Where has he gone? I'm missing so much when I found out the news. I was in floods of tears. Maybe he had one too many beers. The consequence was bad. He should have thought he threw and there was nothing I could do. And I miss him as long as the sky is blue. Back to the story. Once Harvey's dad was in prison, his mind went into overdrive, summoning all the images of prison that he'd seen in the movies and imagining his dad in something like... Shawshank Redemption. Because I lo- watched a lot of films about it, I thought that um, he might have been got hurt, it, like he might have um, been hurt, like in prison or something like that. Um, I wasn't really sure, like what was happening. I thought I was a bit angry and sad and yeah, scared. Hannah explains further. I think he actually thought it was like on a film where you walk in and they're in this tiny little room with like massive bars, you know, which obviously they do have rooms with bar, well, with, with solid doors. But, you know, you, you get this vision and it's all like bars all around them, like a cage kind of thing. Um, and Harvey found out that his dad could have a job there and he worked in prison and, you know, they got certain privileges if they did certain things. Um so it wasn't like a 24-hour lock-up. You know, he he could go and do things um, and work and he did some qualifications, I think, while he was in there and things. So, but yeah, at first, Harvey, I think Harvey just thought that his dad, his dad was sat in a cage and had, like, bread and water. <laughs> Hannah didn't feel that Harvey's dad was really aware of how much his imprisonment was affecting Harvey. Do you think that Harvey's dad would have realised the effect that it was having on, on the kids? No, I don't think he took into consideration at all at that time. I don't think he really knew until they had their first visit when they went to visit him because we had to make the decision whether we felt it was right for them to go to that environment or not. And at first I was dead against it. I thought, there's no way. Are they going to a prison? That's not happening. And then I thought, no, actually give them the choice, you know, at the end of the day, if they grow up and I've given them the choice and they can decide for themselves. So I decided that I would go with them because I had questions I wanted to ask him as well. I thought it was really important that I went with them to kind of see what it was like because I'd never been in a prison before and I didn't want them going somewhere if it's in a threatening environment or anything like that. So they all went together for the first prison visit. So, can you remember the first time you went to the prison? Because a lot of people might not have gone to one. I mean, a lot of kids have gone to one, but some people haven't. So, could you tell what it's like? Um, First of all, when you go in there, you'll think it's like... It's not what you think it is. It's not like a sad and... Yeah, sad and... Sad place, yeah. I said sad like three times, but yeah. Um, (laughs) um, It's actually quite nice for a prison <laughs> um it's you have you can have like separate uh buildings so you have like a register area where you sign in to go you'll have like a little um courtyard when you go through to the prison and sometimes on special occasions or something you can have what's called a family visit which is where your dad's allowed to get up out of the seat and play ping pong on the Wii, play pool or do anything else like that. Hannah was also pleasantly surprised. It was totally different to what I expected. Um, 
the guards and everything were really nice and they were really understanding and they were very good with the kids. Um, you know, they spoke to them and had a bit of a laugh and a joke with them and, you know, so they kind of made them feel more at ease. I mean, obviously they deal with lots of children going in and out of prison every day. Um, and, yeah, then we went and sat down and he came out to us um, and Harvey was, like, really emotional went and sat on his lap and um, couldn't understand why he wasn't. his dad wasn't allowed to leave his chair. You know, he had to sit in his chair. He wasn't allowed to get up. He wasn't allowed... He could, like, give them a quick hug when they walked out, but that was it, and he had to sit down. Um, and, yeah, he was... Well, they basically... The older two didn't really say very much. And Harvey just basically said, you're a bit silly, aren't you? <laughs> so he kind of told him you know, how he felt. And his dad did get upset when he first saw them because um, he obviously realised what effect it was having on them, especially Harvey. Now, from my short time with Hannah, I get the impression that she's a really strong woman, but thankfully she isn't a saint. She was quietly fuming with her ex. When we first got there, I was angry with him and I, I told him I was angry with him um, while the boys went off or I basically told him how angry I was with him. Also, I thought, well, at the end of the day, if anything, it's going to be a deterrent for the boys. You know, going into that environment, seeing that they're not allowed to get up, they're not allowed to walk around. You know, it's it's not a holiday park. It is, you know, cut and dry. You only get your visits. Um, and when he was on remand, I think he was only allowed, like, two visits a month or something. So, yeah, I, I felt a bit better knowing that I wasn't stopping them from seeing their dad. So there was no... There wasn't going to be any repercussions, so to speak. You know, they weren't going to come to me and say, oh, we want to see our dad and you won't let us. I really feel that Hannah has been instrumental in keeping Harvey and his dad's relationship alive. When I'm sure there have been many times when it would have been tempting to cut him out of their lives. But then, how could she? When Harvey is quite so attached to him. I asked Harvey if his dad was happy to see him the first time he went to visit him. I can't remember how happy he was, but I can remember how happy I was to see him. Um, I went every single time, every single um, visit that we had, because the other two sometimes didn't do it. Even if I was like feeling a bit sick, I'd still go. Because if I didn't see my dad for that week, then I would have to wait like another two weeks to see my dad. And I just miss, missed him so much. Hannah starts to experience for the first time the stigma that surrounds children whose dads are in prison. Um, the older two got quite embarrassed. If anybody mentioned that their dad was in prison, they wouldn't acknowledge it. Um, Harvey would be quite willing to talk about it, but sometimes quite openly and perhaps not in the right places. Like the first thing he said when he went into school was, my dad's in prison. And it was like, oh, you know, I felt quite embarrassed by it because the instant reaction from people is, oh, blimey, you know, you're in a relationship with somebody that's in prison. Well, I wasn't, and I knew I wasn't, but it's that stigma that goes around it, you know, that if a parent is in prison, then, oh, the children's upbringing's not very good or, you know, there is a massive stigma around it and also people do look down at you. Hannah is so brutally honest about everything. I love it. 
I probably would have been in the same boat if I'd have known somebody and their parent, well, their child had had a parent go to prison. I'd probably think, oh, blimey, you know, because I'd never really known anybody that'd been in prison. Um, Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And it was just like, you know, when people said to me, oh, you know, is it true that Harvey's dad's in prison? I say, yeah. Yeah, it is true that his dad's in prison. And unfortunately, this ignorance in other people led to bullying of Harvey. You can probably hear the emotion in Harvey's voice. He was determined he wanted to talk about this stuff, but it definitely wasn't easy for him. Like There was one time I was walking home and I got into a bit of an argument and he said, at least my dad didn't go to prison, at least he still loves me. Um, really sad and angry. And what did you, did you say anything back or did you just manage to walk away? Walked away. Surprised though. Hannah was becoming more and more worried about Harvey at this time. His behaviour had deteriorated and he was increasingly unhappy. His primary school was really supportive and found out about a scheme called Breaking Barriers from Ormiston Families Charity. They support kids with parents in prison. One of their key workers, Joe, came to visit Hannah and then Harvey. She quickly identified some of the issues Harvey was facing. So he... I think the thing with Harvey, when I was working with him, the biggest thing I found was that he's one of six siblings. And I found this with quite a lot of the families and, and children I work with when they come from big families, is that although they have you know, all that support around them at home, or they have a lot, of, it's very busy, that they actually feel really alone, you know, because they can't, they find it quite difficult. Sometimes these, you know, these issues, they find it really difficult to talk about at home. Um, so having that person come in that they, that they know actually work with children just like them that have got a family member in prison. Harvey had been worried that his two older brothers would make fun of him. And so it was great for him to talk to Joe outside of the family home. In fact, I'm interviewing Harvey in the room at his primary school 
where he used to have his therapy sessions with Joe. Uh, yeah, we used to use the feelings on the wall. Sometimes I feel happy, thankful, lonely, scared, angry, jealous, proud, shy, sad, embarrassed, excited, hopeful and sorry. Ashamed, surprised and guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Do you felt all of those feelings? or uh... Uh, Mostly angry, lonely, scared, embarrassed, excited, sad, shy and sometimes happy. For a while, Hannah took the boys every two weeks to see their dad in an effort to allow the boys to maintain their relationship with him. So I, I took them and, and then it started to get to the point where I'd been taking them for a while and I thought, actually, you know, I was pregnant with my youngest daughter. You know, I can't keep traipsing around. You know, I, I felt like, you know, I was having to leave my other two children and being pregnant to take them to go and visit their dad. So I spoke to their grandma and, and she started to take them. So Harvey's dad's mum took the three brothers to see their dad, her son. Um, and they used to go once a fortnight, um, usually on a Saturday. She'd pick them up. It was quite a long, it was a long day, even when I took them. You know, you had to leave, you had to be there like an hour before and check in. And then you had to go through the security checks and check birth certificates. These visits can be a real strain for families. Expensive and taking up a lot of the weekend. But for Harvey, it was worth it. It, it was quite a long journey. And um, on the way, we were used to, always used to play I Spy or um, I went to the shop and bought something that, well, um, I now was driving and it was pretty fun. And as Joe points out, it was really important for Harvey to maintain the relationship. For Harvey, it was a, a, a real bonus, a benefit that he did keep, keep seeing his dad and have that contact. A lot of people talk about the offenders and they talk about the crime itself and the recipients of that crime but what they don't talk about is the families that are left behind and the effects it can have on them and that's why it's called the hidden sentence. Children have to suffer, it's not their fault and that is one of the biggest things I think you have to remind them that it isn't their fault. Jo is quite rightly climbing on her soapbox. She spends all her working life trying to build these kids up And with 200,000 children affected by parental imprisonment in the UK, she has her work cut out. Finally, after three and a half years, it was time for Harvey's dad to come out of prison. He was quite ambitious about what was going to happen. I think he thought, oh yeah, I'm going to stay with dad every weekend and we're going to do really fun things and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. Um, And Joe was there to help Harvey you know, say, well, you know, he might need a bit of time when he comes out to readjust and things like that. Um, We were also really cautious about knowing he was coming out because we didn't know how he was going to come out, if he was going to come out and go straight back into his old ways or whether he was going to come out and realise what he'd done was wrong. As exciting as it is, perhaps unsurprisingly, it can apparently be a really unsettling time for children when their parents come out of prison because it can change dynamics and sometimes they don't live up to expectations. When I was about to come out, I felt really happy and excited from when I was going to come out. And what were you hoping for when you came out? I was just hoping to see him. Like the day, the day he came out, well, I remember the day before we went to go see uh, one of Mum's relative 
or something like that. And um, um, I I just kept on thinking about um, what would happen tomorrow because Dad would come out would come out tomorrow the next day, and then Mum said he might not be able to see you. He has to do some. He might have to do something first. I was like, hopefully he is allowed. Well, hopefully he can do it. Hannah explains how it unfolded. His mum picked Harvey's dad up from prison and they actually came straight here. That was the first place that he wanted to go. He wanted to come and see Harvey and his brothers. Um, so, And that was, that was lovely because I wasn't expecting it. Um, and I told Harvey, you know, it might be a few weeks and he's got to get himself sorted. And the first place he wanted to come was here. Oh, so that must have meant a lot to Harvey as well. It did, yeah, because especially when um, Harvey's dad's mum rang me to say that they were on their way and I didn't mention it because I thought well you never know something might happen and I don't want to get his hopes up um and he was out in the garden at the time and I opened the front door and let him in I said he's out the back and he went straight out there and his face was just an absolute picture I remember just running up to him and hugging him um it felt like um I just forgot like everything that he was in prison but I just started to um love him even more I was intrigued to know if Harvey's dad has realised the impact his prison sentence has had on Harvey. Do you think that your dad realised, like, the effect that him going to prison had on you? Yeah, I think he did, because um, whenever we went to see him, um, I used to sometimes just randomly start crying or something. And he noticed that. What's he say to you now about it? What does um, he say then? He just said I watched the matter and um, we'll try and I'll try and see him more often. Do you think he feels a bit guilty about it? Yeah. And what's he say to you like when you say to him oh, I feel really emotional and stuff like? What's he do? He says try to feel emotional and. He says, why do you feel emotional? And I, I say to him, um, because um, all the times that I couldn't see you in prison and um, I can't see you that, that much now. It's true, since Harvey's dad came out of prison, I don't think Harvey has been able to see him as much as he would like. Um, we were also really cautious about knowing he was coming out because we didn't know how he was going to come out if he was going to come out and go straight back in into his old ways or whether he was going to come out and realise what he'd done was wrong. Um, he got three and a half years. He was sentenced seven but served three and a half, um, which is a long time. And I think it has made him realise, but perhaps not to the extent that maybe I would have realised. I mean, if I'd have had three and a half years away from my kids, it would be absolute torture. And I would come out and do things so much differently, more differently than what he has. He doesn't see them as often as I think he should. They only go once a fortnight for one day, and it was supposed to be for a whole weekend, and it is only now for one day. And sometimes the time spent with him hasn't completely gone to plan. And so, um, obviously, when he was in prison, you didn't get to spend Christmas with him. Have you had Christmas with him since? Um, Yeah, but that really didn't go well. He had way too many beers and he um, sort of, as much as it kills me to say this, he sort of, he sort of messed up Christmas, but 
messed up on Christmas. So was that this Christmas just gone? Or? That was last Christmas. So this Christmas just gone? Do you have that with Mum? Yeah. How was that? Good. Dad um, came round, um, gave us, um, well, our presents, and um, he said that he would pick us up the next day and go out and, like, spend money in that. So a bit of Christmas shopping, sort of. Did that work out? Yeah, that did. <laughs> and um, that was pretty fun. As Joe explains, having a parent in prison isn't all that most of these children are dealing with. I think the other really important thing is when you're working with these children, they've been through so much and, it, you know, there can be a lot of other things involved as well, not, you know, not just the fact that a parent might be in prison or a family member that might have witnessed a lot of other traumatic things in their life. It seems like Harvey's upset hasn't gone away since his dad has left prison. Do you think there's like something in all of us where we just really want our mums and dads to be together sort of thing at home? Yeah, I said this to my mum, I said, because um, the day before he came out, I started crying, because I just remembered, well, I didn't just remember, but I knew that they wouldn't get back together because um, my mum's with another person, and the dad's, so they just won't get back together, so... There's something, I think, like, you know, my parents divorced, and you have that thing and now I'm fine with it but you always have that thing like for quite you know for a long time afterwards like where there's just something isn't there sort of hardwired in all of us I think just want your mum and dad to be you know living in the same house and and you can't get away from it and there's reasons why that isn't happening and everything isn't there but you just sort of there's just something isn't there that we kind of all want I suppose that you know that thing like yeah I mean it's not always possible but it's like yeah it's just furiously as a child isn't it you can't make it happen I think I'm probably oversharing here with Harvey but I so feel for him now Harvey's dad is out of prison I wanted to know what Harvey's plans are for the future and do you worry about your dad going back in or are you like hopeful that he's going to be all right now I'm hoping that he'll be all right if he goes in then I don't know what I'll do I think um, if we tell him straight, he'll um, tell him, uh, tell him not to do like any bad things and anything like that. And yeah, I think he'll stop, like, well, like cut down on drinking and um, and smoking as well, because he might um, uh, he drinks a bit too much, and yeah. And stop that right away. And what his hopes are for him and his dad? We, well, sort of like in like, not like the future future, but like later on um, in like next, well, this year, um, we can see him more often or something like that. Yeah, that's something that we can work on. And the older two have, they're making up their own their own minds about him. Um, and we'll just leave Harvey to kind of do the same. We'll see. We're not sure what the future holds yet, but hopefully he might um, realise what's important. Thank you to Harvey, Hannah and Joe, and to the Ormiston Families Charity. Join us on Tuesday the 10th of October for episode three of The Backstory. We'll hear from Natasha and her mum, 
who talk about her OCD, how it began in early childhood, and how she's learnt to survive an all-consuming condition that remains invisible to other people. We're the Backstory Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, at the Backstory Pod on Twitter. If you haven't already, then do subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you've enjoyed listening, then please leave a review and tell your friends. Or maybe go wild and share us on your Facebook feed. Thanks again to our sponsor, James, from 16 Degrees Coaching. Don't let your backstory define your future. Email him. James at 16degreescoaching.co.uk Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.